welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Segments that I typically do on Fridays, I try to make them as interactive as possible. And we're going to have a little bit of fun today. So what I've been doing with my segment is Setting it up first with all of you to give you an idea of the topic we're going to cover and how we're going to get practical and tactical with it. But then we're going to go live on YouTube. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through about a 30-minute slideshow, and I'm going to give you that slideshow so that you can replay it and we can really grow together. I talk super, super fast, so it will be recorded on YouTube in case you want to go back and you want to replay it. But I really want to provide exclusive content for Breakfast with Champions. So what I do right after I do the segment is come back here and we can chop it up. Today, we're going to be solving a problem around finding your niche and not really having a clear picture of who you serve. I mean, if I put myself in your shoes, I bet a whole lot of you may be burning resources, putting energy towards finding the wrong clients and feeling drained serving those people because they don't necessarily fit the right demographic or what your ambitions are. So we're going to solve that. I'm going to walk you through a 10-step process that I do every single year myself to find the right people and feel absolutely weightless 
in my work. I literally joke that some of my clients, you know, I'm happy they pay me, but I feel like I would work for for free because it's an enjoyable process. But before I do that, let's do a quick room reset. Why are we here? We're here because we're trying to get around other people that are doing the things we want to do. Part of my segment, actually, that I'm going to give you a little insight on is when you walk through life and you get into a space that you're really excited about, you usually have more time than money. So you use your time to really develop a skill set, get around the right people. But then you get to a place where maybe you have the money to deploy and leverage and build a team. But I can tell you something, even when you get to that level, you turn your head and you try and get around more amazing people, which is what this room is for me in a huge way is you see what's possible. You get around people like Stephen Kuhn have launched amazing products that collaborate and are now doing crazy projects like the NFT stuff he was talking about last week. And you unlock a world of possibilities. And so you can catch segments in this room from five until I want to say 10 o'clock. I could be wrong about that. Dr. Shapiro, you can correct me. If I'm wrong, I know we used to switch to another show at that time from seven until nine. They do the live show on YouTube. You could actually see it playing behind my head. Once I go live on YouTube, I love the breakfast with channel uh, breakfast with champions, YouTube channel, and you can listen to the podcast. So when I'm driving to and fro from appointments, I'm always listening to segments that maybe I didn't get a chance to see. One thing you can do to activate the breakfast with champions. is If you go to the bottom left-hand corner on clubhouse and you hit that share button, it's at 47 now. I would love to see it get to by the end of my segment. That'll share it out into the hallway. Tell people why you like this room. Tell people what you're learning about it. And then that little plus button with the person on it on Clubhouse. Bring some people that you love into this room. My boy Matt Marsh has been popping in here. I see Dakota. I see Kermit. Kim. I see Coco. I see Valerie. I see Danya, I see Peter, Jasmine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Mr. Brian, I brought you up earlier because you're super consistent. Oh, what's up? Antonio, I see you as well all the way from Portugal. I mean, if that doesn't give you context to what Breakfast with Champion is. Hey, there's Elkin too. Um, I don't know what, what does. Elkin's a great example, actually. Elkin's a guy I met on Clubhouse. I just brought him to stage. He has made me a better dad by proximity. He is an absolute super dad in New York, and I've never even met the guy, so that gives you an idea of what can happen on this platform. So, let's go live on YouTube. So give me a second here. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pin the link to the very, very top. I'm gonna allow you guys a couple minutes to go to the channel, and then I'm gonna go live, and we're gonna walk through this 10-step process. Flash your mics, or let me know if you're excited about this segment before I go live, so I can actually hear you if anybody wants to pop in. I hear flashes, so I'm excited that you're excited. All right, here we go. Let's make sure I put the right link up there. Awesome. Okay, so if you click the link at the very, very top of the room, that is going to take you to the YouTube channel. What you can do to actually network and meet some other amazing people is go into the comments, let us know you are here. What I would like to do as well is find out What is your niche? So if you pop onto that YouTube channel, let me know what your niche is because I'm going to be doing some screen sharing. I'm going to be using some case studies and I'm actually going to be popping in and pulling some of your names and actually showing you what I would do if I was in your shoes, which will be fun because maybe I'll fall flat on my face. Maybe you own a coffee shop and I got to figure out how to niche down in your market, but I will be there for you. And then if you pop questions into the comments when we go to the 30 minute segment, I'll be able to go through some of the Q and A and we can chop it up. Um, I'd love to have some of the other moderators help with the niche finding as well, because I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I've got energy for days. So I think we can, we can do this as a collaborative. So let me go live on StreamYard right now and we will do this in a moment. Okay, here we go. No pressure, Justin. And three, two, and one. Here we go. So this is audio and on YouTube. So I'm going to make sure that I'm giving you a great audio experience. So welcome to another episode where we're going to do a deep dive and solve a problem for you. Today's problem is you're trying to find your niche. You know, it matters because sometimes you may be burning resources serving the wrong people. I did it myself. When I got into real estate, I was running around trying to be everything to everybody. I remember driving four or five hours distance to list marinas in towns I had no business doing business in. And I had to develop a process to help me refine, well, who am I, who do I serve and how am I going to serve them? 
So what I did is I put together a little slide deck for you all. So let me pop open a screen share. Oh, there's a whole bunch of you in the comments on YouTube. I see you. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm super pumped that you are here. And I'm gonna show you how I got, got through finding what my niche was. So let me just share my screen. I'm gonna give you all a heart attack if you're on YouTube and you can see this photo. Yes, that is a frozen lake. So I'm in Southwestern Ontario, Canada. And that's what Lake Huron looks like when it's completely frozen. Now that is also a AAA beach that is absolutely gorgeous. We have some of the best sunsets on the planet, but I figured I'm minus 18 degrees Celsius here. I may as well make you see what I'm seeing right now. Amanda Dahl, good morning. Raymond Ray, I see you. Kim Wash Phillips, Valerie, Success Fab Motivation, Coach, Matt LaMarche, I see you all in the comments. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are also live on Clubhouse. So one thing I want to mention, because I'm live on YouTube, is I'm trying to merge my YouTube world with my Clubhouse world. We do this live every Friday, 5.30 a.m. I believe I'm going to 6.30 this morning. Clubhouse gets exclusive content, so we actually do a live Q&A on Breakfast with Champions after. So if you're on YouTube, go download Clubhouse. Trust me, it will change your life. And we're gonna go through the whole slide deck on how to find your niche right now. So this slide deck is downloadable as well. So if you go to justinconico.com slash resources, I give these slide decks away for free. I'm not selling anything. I do not have any time to do any coaching or anything like that. But what I do want to do is weaponize and empower every single one of you, because I know you all have inherent value and power, and I'm gonna try and help you get there. So today's goal is really finding that ideal customer avatar. Because, like I said earlier on Clubhouse, you need to be working with people that you want to work with because it doesn't feel like you're working. You ever work with a whole bunch of clients or you see your phone ring, you don't want to pick it up and you feel a little bit anxious. Those aren't your ideal clients. You see other phone calls that come in, you cannot pick it up fast enough. And it's just people that excite you. Um, I can think of one of my clients. He owns a huge telecommunications company, but he built it from absolutely nothing. I started working with him about five years ago. He called me and he was going to work with one of the large commercial brokerages, one of the big three that have the largest platforms on the planet, but he wanted to work with somebody who was local and he saw himself in me. So Peter called me and said, Hey, we're looking for this building. We need somebody creative, somebody that can work quick. And you know, I didn't really feel like I had any business getting that mandate, but I told him what I was willing to do. And man, we hustled and I worked for him. I think years and years and years later, we actually now dominate that sector of our marketplace. And he's been a huge piece of that. Whenever Pete calls me, I'm telling you, I would do anything for that guy. And it doesn't feel like I'm working because he's somebody that saw himself in me. And that's kind of why I do these segments is I see myself in a lot of you, a lot of the people that are on Clubhouse and a lot of the people that I see on the YouTube channel. I see that fire in your face. Um, Antonio, I see you in the comments as well. Like I recognize myself in a lot of other people. so. That's why I kind of break it down this way every single week in my segments. Um, little super hack for you. If you like creating YouTube videos, you can write these three things down. What's the problem? Why does it matter how we're going to solve it? You will notice a cadence with my segments where I always have this structure because I'm putting you in the hero's seat, right? I'm the Yoda. You're the Luke Skywalker. So I'm going to give you a picture of who you serve. We're going to figure out how to fix it through a 10-step process. So the very first step is actually thinking about what you're good at, exploring your skills and your experience. It's super important to think about going towards somewhere where you bring inherent value. And if I think about my skills and experience, when I got in real estate, I didn't have any mentors. Previously, I actually was in the hospitality industry, meaning I first worked at a bar. I was a bouncer. I was a bar back. Then I was a DJ. Then I was a supervisor. Then I was a bartender. Then I was a manager. And then I went to school for marketing and advertising and I became the marketing coordinator for the entire organization. Sounds super fancy, but it really just took hard work and step by step by step showing up at work and, and just getting a little bit more dialed in at what I wanted to do just by proximity. What I found my skill set was, was not, I was a bouncer, but I'm like 5'11", I was maybe 155 pounds. I wasn't a big guy at all, but I could talk. Right. And whenever I was interacting with people and things were going sideways and I had to be a bouncer, I would always want to de-escalate situations. I wasn't a violent person by nature. I didn't want to hurt people. I really wanted to help people. And more than that, I wanted them to come back to the restaurant because I understood the customer service aspect of it was 
you don't just want to get in a whole bunch of fights and toss everybody out. They're never going to want to come back, right? You always want to end things, leaving the door open for that friendship and that community building aspect. So communications was a big thing for me. And I realized I really like people. The marketing and advertising side of my skill set came in when Mike Smith, who was my mentor at the time, gave me one of his restaurants, Pizza Pie, and said, we're going to close this in a month if we can't get the sales up, right? It was a little pizza shop. The food was absolutely amazing, but the people just weren't coming. They didn't know where it was. It was on a side street. You know, the advertising wasn't doing a whole heck of a lot. So he brought me in and said, hey, can you rebrand and, and really try and get things going here? And I thought about the marketing side of things. And I think I told this story once before. Um, so I apologize if you've heard this, but what I did was I told the chef, hey, there's a train that comes right in front of the restaurant every day at 5 p.m. Get me 25 pizzas. We'll cook them up in tiny slices, give me $5 off coupons. And I ran up and down the street, handing out free pizza to people stuck in their cars. And hundreds of people I gave pizza to, one guy said no. So I found out a lot of people like pizza, probably broke a whole bunch of laws, but three, I got belly to belly with consumers and we were slammed from that week on and we actually ended up keeping the restaurant open. So from a marketing customer servicing experience, I realized, okay, I like people and I really like marketing. Enter real estate. So my wife is an absolute superstar. If you're following me on Instagram, it was her birthday the other day, you would have seen some posts about that or definitely on the Facebook page. And she is wicked smart. She'll never tell you this because she's very humble, but she's an MBA from the Ivy School of Business, which is a world-renowned school in London, Ontario, CEO brain. So chief marketing officer would be Justin, chief executive officer would be Shannon. She's systems, processes, HR, implementation, I'm people, processes, and community relations, essentially, right? When I looked at what her skill set was and what my skill set was, and we looked at what we were going to do for business, we actually looked at buying a chain of franchises. We were offered two, but I didn't really want that lifestyle because as much as I realized my skill set, which we're talking about here, was customer service, marketing, and advertising, I also struggled with addiction earlier in my life, right? I've been sober over a decade right now, but being in the hospitality industry, probably not the most ideal if you deal with any type of addiction. So we got into real estate. I actually was kicking and screaming what I said to my wife. My exact words when she mentioned real estate was, I don't want to be a greaseball on a golf course because every person that I knew in the industry didn't really work hard. And she kind of tricked me into getting my license. I got in the business and I did realize that my skill set worked very well in real estate because my work ethic was through the roof. My people skills were refined at the restaurant dealing with thousands of people in a very volatile type of business over time and translated well to real estate because it's still the people business. Her skill set translated really well to real estate because CEO brain, looking at operations of a real estate transaction, how we can build a company that does real estate versus just be salespeople. And that's what we created. So Prime Real Estate, our company became birthed by looking at our skill sets and saying, you know, who are we and what can we serve? But I'm far from perfect. I'm going to walk you through some of the mistakes that I made. So what is it, a unique thing about your background that ties into your work? So if I look at my work now, the reason I told you the whole Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Story about my hospitality experience was that's a pretty unique background. Being in the industry that I'm in now, when I sit down with developers and I'm working with people in my industry, I know everybody because of the restaurants that I manage. They were the more popular ones in Southwestern Ontario. Everybody's been to Joe Cool's at one point or another. And that's a very unique aspect about my background and my work. The other thing is it put me in proximity to a lot of influential people and that inherently ties into real estate. But the last thing I got to ask myself about my skills and my experience is what do I actually want to learn and do from here? It's great to think about your past and your experience, but I also want you all to think about where do you want to go from here, right? And when I think about my skills and my experience, as I stream this live on YouTube and Clubhouse, I want to learn about YouTube. If you spend any time around me, YouTube to me is like jujitsu, right? I absolutely love jujitsu. I've done it for a very, very long time. When you figure out jujitsu, 
you can't stop talking about it because it's like a superpower, right? Like you would walk into a gym and you would sit there and a lot of people can be fearful of jujitsu because it sounds like a whole bunch of people fighting. It's not that. It's actually called the gentle art. It's the only martial art that you could do at 100% very safely just because of the way that it's constructed. But you'll see a guy that walks in the gym that's 250 pounds just yoked getting completely manhandled by a kid that's 160 pounds that looks like a computer programmer legitimately, right? So when you start learning the basics of jujitsu, you realize how vulnerable you are as a person and you also can't stop talking about it. So you start telling everybody, your car salesman, hey, you gotta come work out with me. You gotta come do jujitsu, this, that, and the other. So my thing that I wanna learn now is YouTube and I am telling people, how would you feel if I told you, if you put three to five years of effort into YouTube, you could develop a six figure business that would give you complete freedom to live the life you wanna live. That's what I'm learning and doing right now. And I'm integrating it into my work and I'll explain that in the next couple slides. So the second thing you need to do is you need to clarify a few overall major items of what are your goals and your ambitions? Like, why are you doing what you're doing? Are you just doing it to make money? Because you can make money doing anything, right? Or are you doing your work for a larger purpose? The founding principle of our brokerage is do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourself. If you talk to 90% of real estate agents and you ask them their why, it's, I want to provide exceptional service to all my customers. And it's the same ubiquitous comments, right? Our founding principle was very important to us. Our tagline is to become the most trusted name in real estate. Again, that sounds a little ubiquitous, but the way that we built it was, it translates to everything that we do. Every decision we make, every time we get a file, have we uncovered and turned over every rock to make sure we made our clients the most money possible? Are we guiding buyers in a proper way in a super volatile marketplace? Are we bettering our community or are we just doing sales and keeping all the money for ourselves and not helping people learn, right? You really got to think about your why and how it trickles into everything else that you do. Because again, we're talking about finding your niche. And when you understand your life goals and your ambitions, it's going to attract more of the same. I told you the story about Pete. Pete's a dude that I respect. He built his telecommunications company from absolutely nothing out of the trunk of his car, door-to-door sales, you know, selling modems and doing installs with his boy, Daryl, like belly to belly. And now he is up against the large telecommunications companies in Canada, the Rogers, the Bell, and they are scared of him. He's laying fiber and infrastructure in communities and they have to rent off his fiber that's what's possible, right? My why, my life goal is to get around more people like him, support people like him, and then turn around and help the have-nots, the people that feel like there's no way I can get there. I promise you, you can. And I also gave you clarity on skill sets that I'm learning. You can do it through applications like YouTube. As I see the comments pop off on YouTube, it really does show me that as I see names. I know what Matt LaMarche can do. I know what Raymond Ray can do. I know what Dr. Sean Shapiro can do. And it's just a matter of getting clarity on why you want to do it, what your skills are, are, and integrating those two. Now, if you're on Clubhouse, if you want to join the YouTube stream, just slide to the top of the screen, hit that link, and it'll bring you right into the YouTube channel. There's a bunch of people popping off and chopping it up and networking. I think this is one of my favorite communities, and I absolutely love it. So once you figure out your why, then you figure out your work and think about where you want to go. So I'm giving you some clarity on where I want to go. Then you got to pinpoint where do they actually intersect, right? I talked about my skills and my life goals. So maybe I'm good with people and my goals are, you know, to build the most trusted name in real estate. Where does my skills of dealing with people and building the most trusted name in real estate intersect? Well, it intersects on a couple places. And I'm actually going to switch things up for a minute here. And I'm actually going to show you guys the background of my channels and kind of how I'm doing this. There's the frozen lake again, in case you didn't see it the first time. So here is, actually, let's just go to YouTube and let's go to Justin Conoco. So I'm taking you to the same channel you're watching. Why? I'll explain it in a second. So if I go to my actual channel, you're going to see the types of information that are on this channel. You can do the same thing on your channels, right? Real estate and media. Very clear. Not the nicest header. I should probably refine this, but it gives you a very clear indication of what I do. Then I start going to the videos and I'm doing this live one right now, how to find your niche, 10 steps to success. I did an interview with Cameron Manning who built his business from nothing yesterday live. There's Matt LaMarche actually as well. That's what Matt looks like. There's my content creation hacks live stream I did last week on Breakfast with Champions. 
30 minutes walking you through exactly how I come up with my ideas, how I shoot them, how I distribute them. All of my content here tracks to me helping people, right? And giving them an insight into my world. How do you think this translates to my work and what I'm teaching you as far as niching? Well, I'm becoming trusted because I'm showing you I actually know what I talk about. I'm gonna show you something else. Let's go to Prime Real Estate's channel. And hopefully on Clubhouse, this is all translating because I'm trying to make this a good audio experience. Here's my real estate brokerage channel. I got way more subscribers on the brokerage channel because it's been around a lot. We actually convert, there's only 2000 subscribers. We convert about 300 to 400 calls a year off this channel. That's about 19 to 30 calls a month off organic uh, YouTube and Google, which is wild. And here, I wanna become the most trusted name in real estate and I want anybody that's relocating to Southwestern Ontario to call me. Or if you need an agent anywhere on the planet, you call me because I know everybody and I take care of people and I'm not just gonna tell you somebody's name just to get a paycheck. But here I'm giving you insights on how to succeed in a volatile marketplace. I'm showing you about a guy who actually does an ethical rent to own program when there's a lot of snakes in the grass. I'm explaining neighborhoods in depth and I'm taking you there with my team. So I'm deploying my resources to again, become the most trusted name in real estate through that way. So I have two different platforms and two different channels, but through doing this slide deck, I found a lot of clarity in giving people insights into how I intersect my skills, my passions together. Love, re love real estate, love media. So I found a way to kind of integrate the two. Now let's talk about some tactical ways you can do this. So you want to identify your niche and your client, right? So first you want to be inspired and you want to find people that are doing what you're doing. So when I got into real estate, I wasted no time. I looked at who was the best in the industry and I looked at my local market first. I didn't really find anybody that was super inspiring in my local market. So then I looked to the big cities. I looked at Toronto. I looked at New York. I looked at BC. If you are in the health and wellness space, maybe you're a fitness trainer. First thing I would do is I'd go on a Gymshark's page. I'd be like, I want to be Gymshark, right? Or maybe I want to start a clothing company. And I would start deconstructing how they've structured their page, how they communicate with their clientele. But then I'm going to go back to my skills, my goals, and my passions. How am I different than Gymshark? I'm getting completely off track here, but I'm gonna put myself in a different industry to, to kind of go through this process with you. So if I go into the gym industry, well, how am I different? I need a full-blown left hip replacement. I'm 39 years old. I share that openly because it's a part of my story that tells people that, yeah, I'm more like you than I am probably like the ultra athletes. I'm super active. I do a lot of mobility work and I'll take you on that journey with me. So if I'm getting into the health and wellness space, I may be inspired by Gymshark and say, okay, this is, these are the guys that I want to become. I'm going to follow them. I'm going to get in those communities, the same place that they are, but I've got my own niche and I'm going to attract those types of people that maybe have knee, hip, shoulder issues, maybe understand what it's like to live in pain or, or go through, you know, working through the surgery process and everything else. And then my idea number three would be to find a blue ocean. So super hack for you all. There's a book called Blue Ocean Shift. If you've read it, pop in the comments and let me know. Blue Ocean Shift changed my world when it came to what we're doing in real estate. And blue oceans are simply uncharted territories. So when you get into real estate, everybody reads the Gary Keller book, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. A lot of people call it the gospel when it comes to real estate. I read that book and then I put it completely aside because I realized the team model was super popular. You know, you end up having a real estate agent that found success. He became a team leader. He hired a buyer's agent. Buyer's agent got all the buyers. The team lead didn't show houses anymore. He just did listings and then eventually he was too busy for listings, hired listing agents, and then he's just top of funnel, not in production. That's not the life I wanted. I'm high energy, as you can tell from this video, but I want it to be in production. I want it to be the number one agent on the planet, best skill set ever, and work within a platform and a company that allowed me to work with the clients I want to work with. So that's what I built. So I found a blue ocean that didn't really exist and I created a company that does real estate not a salesperson that does real estate with a team below him. So it's a very different structure. Um, another story I'll tell you really quickly about the Blue Ocean Shift book was take Hotel M. Hotel M was a company that wanted to get into the five-star hotel space, but it was filled with the Ritz-Carlton and all those five-star hotels that you can imagine. So they looked at the hotel experience and they audited the clientele and they said, what do you hate about the five-star experience? Right. They actually looked for what were the problems these people were having in five-star experiences. And he said, what came back was the five-star hotels thought, well, our concierge is super important because the client experience when you arrive and how we greet you and everything else is super important. Customers hated it because they just got off a flight. 
they usually had pretty high profile jobs and, you know, their travel and timing was super important to them. They just want to check in and get to their room. They don't want to talk to somebody for 20 minutes and wait in line. So Hotel M implemented like a swipe ID QR code. You get your room key and you go upstairs right away. Then you go into a five-star hotel and they'd be like, oh, our rooms are so fantastic. They're beautiful. They're large. They're this, that, and the other. They audited people. What do you actually need in a room? They didn't care about the square footage size. They cared about having a really quiet room, seamless Wi-Fi that they didn't have to pay for, and then really clean bathrooms and nice bathrooms. So they actually shrunk the square footage of their rooms. They created nicer bathrooms, insane soundproofing, and just seamless Wi-Fi and technology because that's what people wanted. Long story short, Hotel M created a five-star experience at a four-star price and absolutely crushes it in the travel space with these boutique hotels that are, are seamlessly integrating and solving the problems that a lot of customers want. So be original. And then once you find out these three things, once you know what you want to do, once you've looked at your skill set, you've established how you're different, and you're looking at a blue ocean that you're going to swim to in that industry, find your ideal client. Three, three very simple ways of doing that is find out who they are. So you can go back to the Gymshark analogy and look at the people that are on their page or their ideal clients and see how they compare with yours and list out the traits of your ideal client. I would say find out where they live, not their addresses, unless you're me and you want to sell all of their houses, but do they live in Facebook groups? Do they live in networking communities? Do they live in specific places where you can go and sit and watch and interact and start learning the language of the community? And then three, how do they actually communicate? So we're live on Breakfast with Champions. If you're on YouTube and you're not there yet, you're missing out. But you can hang out in this room and you can see how they communicate. You know, social audio is super interesting. One of the most fascinating things about this app, above all of the other social audio apps, I would argue, which is why the other ones aren't getting the traction clubhouse is, is the community and how people communicate is this kind of unspoken agreement. Like there's 238 people here, 650 people have been through this room. I've been doing this entire segment live with an earpod in. None of these people are giving me a hard time. Like maybe heard one on mic and some rustling in the background, but like there's an unspoken just agreement between everybody on Clubhouse that they all act a certain way. So it's the same thing in real life. Once you, there you go. Somebody just coughed with the mic. Was I think that was Ramon. I don't know if he's giving me a hard time, but there's an unspoken agreement in these places and there's an unspoken agreement in real life. So again, if I'm going back to say real estate and I enter the real estate community, you know, clients don't communicate well with agents that just show up and send them fridge magnets and calendars or that just, you know, knock on their door and start asking them questions. Although door knocking is a big thing in real estate, I would argue you do need to have a little bit of an understanding of that marketplace and that community and what value you can bring to that client before you actually want to door knock. So the next segment would be examine your competitors and customers. So after you have identified kind of what your baseline is, I would say look at your competitors very high level. Don't get stuck in the weed in comparison, right? Don't say, oh, I can never be that person because you're not that person. You're going to be somebody different. You're going to attract a different clientele, but be aware of who they are and what their strengths and weaknesses are. This is actually something Ryan Serhan's team has taught me, and I'm a Serhan ambassador. I've worked with them since before they've done the courses and anything else. Really looking at, okay, here's somebody that seems like a monster in my industry. What are they really good at? How am I better? That'll give you a lot of clarity. And I do that every single year. And my business has changed dramatically every single year because I look at it. And the other thing is, is when I go in competition against these people, I know where my strengths and weaknesses may be. And I can actually table that with the client. And if the client interviewed that person or had that conversation with them, I'm addressing it in the actual listing presentation. So it is a superpower. Then this is my favorite thing to do. Every year I do this, I start in November, I list every transaction I did last year. It's becoming more difficult because we're doing more and more deals every year. So I do it with my team now, but I actually rank every single one of my transactions. I said one to zero in the slide deck. I'll try and fix that before I send this out. It's one to 10 and seven's not an option. So if you rank anything in your life and you take seven out of the one out of 10 options, you'll be very surprised at how you rank things. It's going to be a one to six or an eight to 10. Seven's a cop out. So seven's not an option. So literally do a spreadsheet, all your clients' names, all your deals, and then rank all of your clients one to 10. Seven's not an option. And then look for all your eight to 10s. Those are the people who are going to be your targets and your love language deals that you're going to walk towards. Life is not perfect. Nothing is perfect. You're going to work with a whole bunch of non-ideal clients, 
But one really cool thing is maybe some of your fours turn into eights. You'll be very surprised at some clients who end up being your favorite, just going through the fire with them on tough deals. And you're going to have other clients that I would argue you thought were an eight that end up being a two. I had one last year, absolutely devalued our service. We did something incredible for this person. Nobody else could have done like insane. And I can tell you the stress that we experienced through that transaction and what they wanted to discount from our services after is not worth me working with them ever again. And I'm turning down potentially big money, but saying no to that makes me smile. It makes me want to work with other people and work 10 times as hard. Number six, define your niche and how profitable it is. I think a lot of people don't do this in the restaurant industry and other industries. They don't look at how much money they can potentially make in an industry. Now, I want you to make sure you don't get stuck on this, right? Because what's been done is not necessarily what you can do. You, I've been a market maker in certain industries that didn't exist and markets that didn't exist previously. So if I went into a market and said like, what can I sell semi-detached homes for? And they've never sold there. I got to figure it out because that's what I do, right? And you know, I've been able to do that by comparison and looking at other similar markets. But you can actually do a lot of research on Google. You can talk to people that are in the industry, find credible sources, be careful searching online and just looking at the first couple articles you find. Google is a disaster and anybody with an internet connection can post an article. Same thing with YouTube, but look for through lines. Look for very credible people. Again, go back to the Gymshark analogy. Look for people in that space. Find out how they analyze their market and what the market cap or the market size would be. You can actually find out how much revenue markets have made, as well as total sales and competitors. So in real estate, this is very easy for me to do. I can do a polygon search over a certain city. I can see the total number of sales they've had last year. I can analyze the average price of those sales multiplied by the numbers of transactions. And then I can see how many agents are doing business in that area. And then I can look at, okay, well, what percentage of that market share could I capture? And you can then actually do a revenue analysis on yourself once you've been in a market. So say you have a little bit of a footing, you could actually divide your number of transactions by your revenue and then your growth year on year and see how much you're growing in that marketplace. And if it's a marketplace where you see a lot of growth, you can put some more effort into that. And then bonus content, YouTube's got some pretty cool metrics. So if you wanna be a YouTuber, Fun fact, you can actually, I'll do this actually live since I've got this up. So YouTube, check this out. YouTube niche. Uh, what do they pay? YouTube niche payments, I think is what I'll search. So on Clubhouse, I'm actually searching what different niches on YouTube pay. So most profitable YouTube niches, check this out. Make money online. So usually people that are in personal finance, your average, Click through the cost that you get paid for clicks is 13.52, social media marketing 12.41, all the way down to 0.035 for dance cover videos or <laughs> 30 cents for ASMR. So if you think I'm gonna just start an ASMR channel, which is autonomous century meridian response sound. So like when you see people like scratching microphones and doing stuff like that, that's ASMR. You're way better off starting a finance channel and getting paid 12.25 CPM than you would an ASMR channel at point 30. So that was just a really quick way for me to turn around and show you how I can actually analyze a, a niche and decide which one I'm going to do. So I'm at number six. I want to get through this in the next five minutes so we can jump over to clubhouse for some exclusive content. So if you're on YouTube, go to clubhouse. If you're on clubhouse, click the link at the top. I'm going to share this slide deck. Um, at the end, justinconigo.com slash resources. I will blast it out to everybody. Hopefully by tonight, and the number seven step is building a marketing plan tailored to your niche. So you want to come up with your ideas, then you want to figure out your channels, then you want to actually execute. So your ideas are who you're targeting, what problem you're solving, what's the solution, and how is your solution a win-win? I added that one at the bottom because we were trained by Alexandra Carter, and I'm reading her book right now, Ask for More. She talked about writing your, ad your adversary's victory speech. Right, so if I'm talking to a customer and I'm trying to provide them a solution, how can I explain to them that that's gonna be a win-win? Put yourself in the shoes of what we're doing right now. At the very beginning of this episode, I explained to you what problem we were solving and how I was gonna solve it. I also told you why it was gonna be a win-win. So I'm literally using my same recipe to construct this video. Then I think about the channels, digital, print, organic. Digital is all the online mediums, it's all the social media channels, it's all things ephemeral and digital. 
print is your old school print advertising, right? Expensive, but it's real. And organic is belly to belly. It's me walking into the coffee shop. I think it's super critical to think about that as a marketing channel as much as anything else. It's me at the grocery store. It's, you know, my skills, my experience, my goals, my passions, everything we spoke about being outwardly projected in the world through my conversations. Every engagement's an opportunity for marketing. And then execution, this is where I, I need the structure because of my background, because I'm very bright, shiny object and easily distracted. I create an actionable calendar of events. If I showed you my calendar right now, I might give you a heart attack and I'm on YouTube live, so I probably shouldn't do that, but I'll explain it to you a little bit. My content calendar has all of the little things in it that I should be doing. It has at 7 a.m. every morning, post a TikTok, post a reel. At 12 o'clock, it has jump into your groups and engage with the community and talk to people. At 2.30, it says jump into LinkedIn and you know talk to your top 20 people you're trying to engage with. It's a calendar saying, hey, these are the things you're supposed to be doing. And then what I do is I actually do a weekly review of that calendar. And I go, how much did I actually do? And some weeks I only do 10% of the LinkedIn stuff I was supposed to do. I'm like, oh man, I got to fill that cup and get a little bit better next week. But it does give me perspective. Then I do a monthly review. And a lot of times I scrap stuff and I take stuff off and I add stuff on. Then I do a quarterly and yearly review. Here's another hack for you. When I do my yearly, quarterly, monthly, weekly reviews, I typically review that block. So my weekly review is I do a weekly review of like, what do I do in a week for marketing? My monthly review is what do I do monthly? My quarterly review is quarterly. So I'm not getting into the weeds of like the minutia. So if I do my quarterly review, I may just be like, okay, I'm going to host one event for my database. or I'm going to throw one insane party at a listing and vlog it and everything else. Like I'm looking at a big item or a yearly item when I'm doing my yearly review. But then that way I would say you can do actually daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly reviews super effectively and it all compounds. I am seeing a ton of comments on YouTube. I'm gonna get to them as soon as we're done this segment. Then your marketing plan ideas. I broke it down into three. You have no money, you have some money, and then you have more money than time because that's typically the place that you're in in life. And I do get messages on the back channel all the time where people are like, man, what do I do? I don't have any money. I'm like, man, you have the best thing ever right now. You got time. Like you can go belly to belly and outreach on social media. You can get into communities like Clubhouse. You can go into Instagram and you can literally put the hashtag for your niche and just start engaging with people. Like you can hit you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 people a day, but do not ask, serve them. Listen, find out what their problems are and don't just spam them with poop and fire and fist bump emojis be thoughtful in your conversations and then they'll notice who you are and you're playing the long game. Second thing you can do when you have no money is mentorship. Offer your assistance to someone who has more money than time. Get in their ecosystem and serve them. The podcast I shot yesterday with Cameron Manning, you're welcome to watch that. Cam was a guy that had no business in the real estate space. He got around Kelly Fry. He was like dropping the kids off at school, teaching them how to swim and everything else. And now he's a beast in the real estate industry because he gave his time instead of money and, and wasn't really just asking for a paycheck to get around somebody who's killing it. Then you have some money. And I'd say you can do organic community building like I was talking about, go into coffee shops, do business networking events, conferences. You could support local businesses. A lot of chambers of commerce aren't very expensive to join. So you can join them and start networking and taking those people and putting them in your database and building relationships. Digital ad strategy. So there's a guy named James Rembert, um, the Zillow killer is his name, very well known in real estate. He's a brother and he gave me this strategy a year ago on Clubhouse and I implemented it and it's killing and it's 70, 20, 10. So you take $100, $70 of that, you're doing straight lead capture. So if I'm Gymshark or I'm going after Gymshark, it's trying to capture people that are looking for fitness equipment, right? Straight lead capture. I would go to Facebook ads library. I would look at examples of ads that are in that library and I would replicate them with my product. And I would just try and get straight leads so I can bring people into my database. Then 20% of my budget would be brand awareness. So I would do something maybe around mobility because I was talking about my hip either, educating my industry. And I would run 20% of my budget, not asking for any business, just giving information to the people I'm trying to serve. And then the 10% is where the magic is. I would actually take 10% of my budget and I would retarget my brand awareness campaign towards people that have not found me yet. So I would tell Facebook, hey, find me more people like the ones that watch my video 
but not the people that watch my video. So constantly building a larger database. And you can do that with a very, very cheap budget. I would say a hundred bucks a month on Facebook would go further than you spending $15,000 on a radio campaign. That's real life. And then you can start hiring talent and leverage. Um, I found somebody yesterday that is incredibly talented in the marketing space. We don't have a job for her because we've got a stack of wicked people, but I think we're going to try and make space for her. I've got to work it out with my wife, but I can actually look at her salary, integrate that into our company and gain leverage, right? And I heard something interesting the other day. So once you develop a level 10 skill set, you're not really going to be able to turn around and hire somebody that has a level 10 skill set. You may need to hire 10 people that have a level one skill set and train them there or five people that have a level two skill set, you're either gonna have to pay for talent or you're gonna have to pay a little bit less and give more of your time. It's up to you to decide where you're at. And then when you have more money than time, you wanna build a power team like I just spoke about. And then I like finding no money superstars, intelligence, integrity, and energy, find the right people, bring them into your ecosystem, build them up. That loyalty will be there because they've seen it by example and they will kill it with you, I promise. And then I think go back to step one. So the story I told you about Peter Rocca is where my head's at now. I still feel like it's a day one mentality for me. I feel like I've accomplished nothing. I want to literally take out the Amazons and the tech companies that are coming after real estate and build something infinitely better than they could possibly build with technology. They cannot compete with me because they don't know Marvin, because they don't know Lolita, they don't know Ramon, they don't know Kim, they don't know Amanda, they don't know Matt, and they have no credit with them. Versus if I walk into their city or have a conversation with them, what I say brings a level of authority tech companies could never have because they've never done the relationship building. I believe in people over profits. So go back in, find other people that you can serve and then find other leaders. So I'm at the place now where maybe in the beginning, the shadowing and the mentorship is what I did. Find people that are doing what I want to do and give up my time. Now I'm in the same place where I'm finding people that are a thousand times bigger than me, building massive corporations that I never thought I could and still donating my time and resources and connections and using what I've built to help them build because you know just building by proximity is gonna help me get to where I wanna get. Number eight, put your niche market to the test. So if we're gonna blast through these last three slides and then jump onto Clubhouse for some Q&A, but actually put your market to the test. So now you've done all this work, you implement and see what type of reaction you're getting from your marketplace. Number nine, review your intake procedures. So once you're bringing in customers, how are you bringing them into your system? How are you compartmentalizing them, right? Make sure you're using a CRM, make sure you're tagging them appropriately so that you can go back into your database and communicate with them the way you want to communicate with them. As I mentioned at the end of the slide, I'm going to show you a link where all of you can click and you can get into my ecosystem for this business building type information. I'm not going to send you listings, right? I'm not going to send you houses in Southwestern Ontario unless you want to live on the beach in Grand Bend and then I'll put you on another list but I'm not putting you on a list because I'm trying to convert you into something and just make a buck off you. I'm putting you in a list so that I can communicate with you the way you want to be communicated with, which is ultra important. And then I'm going to review the process. My number 10 step is always the same. Rinse and repeat, go back to the beginning and then go through the whole thing again. In the beginning of my career, I was a real estate agent just trying to get a sale. Then I was somebody that wanted to dominate a neighborhood. Then I wanted to dominate a city. Then I wanted to build a brokerage and I wanted to be one of the top known brokerages in my city. Now we're at a place where we built Prime to be a national name and I'd say international name. And the craziest thing that's happened through Clubhouse and these social media mediums is our reach. I looked at it the other day, online and through digital is bigger than a brokerage that's been around forever. Like I'm talking one of the largest multinationals. One of my good friends, had me doing a little bit of a deep dive for them on that company. They were asking about the COO, the company structure, their market share. And we're in different businesses because that brokerage is in the business of hiring agents. I'm not. We turned away 35 people probably last year and a half. All they do is recruit. But when it comes to selling houses and the weight that our name brings as a company in the industry, we actually have a larger audience online than they do on a lot of channels, which is bananas when you quantify that. So this is me thanking you for spending time with my, me and my crazy brain at 5.30 in the morning on Clubhouse and on YouTube. Um, somebody in the comments was asking about how they can get the slides. If you go to justinconico.com, I'm just gonna type it in, justinconico.com slash resources. That's where you'll find everything. So if you go to Justin Conico, 
It's not .ca. That's actually wrong. It's justinconico.com slash resources. That's going to bring you to my page. There's actually a whole bunch of slide decks there. We did one on storytelling, how to create content. Um, we have the productivity planner that's dropping. A lot of these things are just things that I want to put out in the world to help people become their best selves. So that's where you're going to find everything. For now, I'm going to go back to Clubhouse. So if you're on YouTube, make sure you head over to Clubhouse. Definitely appreciate you taking the time and spending it with me today. And hopefully that added some value. I'm going to end the broadcast now. I'm going to keep the comments open and head over to CH. Appreciate you all so much. And back to my favorite platform, Mr. and Mrs. Clubhouse. Is anybody there? Can somebody on my What's up, Justin? What a great session. I have a question when you're ready. You go, Ramon. I'm here for it. Great session as always. My question is, um, so many questions, but one, I'd love your input. Can you talk about building a business through partnerships? Let's say Justin or Ramon or whoever. You have an audience, have a community, business is thriving, and you want to grow but do less work but leverage the platform you have to connect to others. I'll stop there, but can you pour into that a bit? Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So there's a couple ways to do it, right? I'm a bit of an odd duck because we don't partner. My wife and I actually own everything outright for a specific reason. Um, It was a decision we made early on. We've grown slower because of it. I know Stephen Kuhn, if he pops on, can definitely help with this. I know some of my mentors do it to a high level, and I'll use this as, as an example. Say you wanted to open a coffee shop, right, Ramon, and you open it up and Ramon's beans are killing it and everybody loves it. And, you know, you're in there and you're grinding and you're working, grinding your beans. I guess that's pretty funny when I say that. Um, And you build it, but you're like, man, I got to spend time with my family and I want to open an international chain. And you have a barista that you trust. There's definitely a way where you can partner with that barista and put them in a position where they get an equity stake. And that's the key is I think a lot of owners expect their employees to turn around and just you know, understand the vision, but if the employees don't have the equity, you can't possibly expect them to care as much as you do about the company. So I do think once you get to that place, you either pay them such a good salary that they're willing to do the work and they understand the vision and they're willing to execute, or you can do a true partnership with somebody and say, all right, now I move into this stage because I'm going to grow the organization, but you're my leader in this space. And then I think the way I think about it is you can't really manage more than six people. So it's all about finding the right people and putting them in the right positions. And again, trust and culture is everything. Love you, bro. Love you, bro, so much. Anybody else, feel free to unmike, ask any questions. I'm going to just check out the comments from the live stream. Hey, Justin. It's Bobby D. What's up? Bobby D. What's up? Hey, man. I have a question. What you're saying is really interesting. You're talking about how, you know, like the sort of metaphorical little guy can compete against the giants with social media. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Because I'm starting to see that in the film industry as well, where, you know, if you build the right personal brand, you, I don't know if you can like level corporations, but you can definitely compete. Can you talk about that dynamic a little bit? Yeah, hundred percent. So picture two boats, right? Picture a giant oil tanker and picture a jet ski. And who do you think can navigate choppy waters quicker, right? The jet ski all day long. The problem is back in the day, it was all gatekeepers, right? You couldn't get on TV. You couldn't get on radio. Um, marketing wise, you had to have a six figure plus budget. I would argue politics are going to go the same way. Um, you literally, if you look at the money in politics, it's disgusting actually what's happening in that space. And I think what information technologies, web 3.0, social media has done is I have a more real platform than some of these companies and I can prove it now. I haven't been able to prove it for a while, but I it unlocked the other day where I bet you all consumers think, well, Zillow owns real estate, right? Because they have the, the largest marketing website and they bring in the most leads and everything else. Well, I could say Realtor.ca in Canada is the largest MLS, right? And man, it's going to bring the most attention to my listing. But what would you say, Bobby, if I told you, I could show you data that if I list your house next week, I may pull in five to 10 leads off Realtor.ca, but I can bring in 90 leads off my targeted digital audience and the work I've done over the last year building custom audiences through belly to belly and consumer marketing. Like, would that get your attention? Okay. You can get five to 10 off the biggest. And again, I don't know real estate, but listing service or whatever. But you can get like basically times 15 or 20 through your own efforts. Five, five to 25 times. And that's consistent across my listing. And I have the data to prove it. And this is why, Bobby. All of the tech companies, they're cannibalizing each other. So you have the MLS feed that is being tapped into by a ton of different companies. And all they're doing is pulling the data 
and selling it back to real estate agents. A lot of people think that these tech companies are actually serving the consumer because they're giving you sold data. That is absolute trash. Their number one customer is real estate agents. So what they do is they take the data from agents, they give it to consumers in a nicer platform and agents can't compete with the user experience on those platforms. Consumers click on the button. Those companies call us and say, hey, I'm gonna give you this client, give me 25% of your commission. So you have a data feed that's you know extrapolated through a hundred different sites and just cannibalized. And the attention is just, it's so hard to get noticed on those sites because there's so much information. My information for Bobby's house, when I list it, is targeted towards people that are searching for real estate in Bobby's community. My Facebook and Google advertising is targeted by postal code. It's also targeted by any videos I've done in your area. So if I sold five houses in your area, I have custom audiences for every single one of those videos. So my targeting is sniper specific versus a fire hose. Does that make more sense? This makes sense. I mean, okay, so this is like, um, this is like David and Goliath, right? Because like I made a $12,000 feature film and I, it's, I think, one of the most publicized Canadian films ever made, which I think you'll appreciate as a fellow countryman. And I think it's just because I have no overhead and I'm willing to do anything. It sounds like that's what you're doing too, right? It's like, you can just, it's like that jet ski analogy. Without a doubt. And it's funny too, because you look at the old school TV world and you think about their view count and then you look at what's happening on YouTube and you look at what's happening on digital platforms. It's not even close. Like Roger Wakefield, he's a plumber in Dallas, Texas, massive YouTuber and TikToker, a plumber. His stuff's so awesome. Like just salt of the earth guys, production quality is nothing crazy. He has a guy in his market that spends 500,000 a year on TV spots. He's the guy you see 25 times a day on TV. The guy spends $500,000 a year. Roger Wakefield doesn't spend a dollar on advertising. He just creates YouTube videos. YouTube pays him and he has a bigger market share than the guy he's competing with. That's the reality of what's happening and where things are going. Most people don't realize it. And that's the difference. Amazing, dude. I love your segment. Yeah, and Roger, this is Mike and Roger Chad. Wakefield oh. is one of my coaching clients. I was just saying Roger Wakefield is one what? of my coaching clients. And something else that happens when that happens is you get a major endorsement deal. So he, for one post, Lowe's pays him $50,000. That's so crazy. That's wild, Kim. I love that so much. Yeah, we spent some time with him in the YouTube rooms on Clubhouse. He's an absolute beast. Give him a big hug for me. And if I have a plumbing problem, I will pay to fly him up here 100%. (laughs) And anybody else want to unmic and pop in? We've got three minutes left in this segment. Justin, amazing presentation. I was watching it on YouTube and everything. Definitely thoroughly enjoyed it. Not in the real estate space. Do have some friends in real estate, including one in real estate photography. He and his wife are working together. She sells the real estate. He does the uh, photography. But I'm in the event planning space and live streaming and radio and media spaces. So definitely a great uh, conversation. And I was thoroughly enjoying your presentation, both on YouTube and on uh, listening to it in Clubhouse as well. And by the way, I use StreamYard for most of my live streaming as well. So that I could put a smile on my face that you were using that same platform. I want to say thank you so much. My name's Heather. I'm down here uh, near the bottom. Breakfast with Champions has changed my life. Um, Danelle Degado has changed my life. I mean, this entire room has literally transformed me. So thank you guys. So, 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 so much. I'm, I'm finished speaking. Thank you. Thank you. You're an antique toy expert. It's very nice to meet you. I just followed you. Your channel would crush on YouTube. I can tell you how many people flash your mics if you still like looking at toys from when you were a kid or it makes you feel like back in the day. I, I means a I lot do, to me. And I do, I do Friday do wanna... I do Friday lives. Um I'm not doing one today, but I do Friday lives, um, which are at one PM. So uh that is definitely something that I'd love talking to you about. So I feel free to connect with me and I would love to talk to you. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you. I need to say something too, actually. This room has really helped me come up with my ideas and formulate them. So all of you are helping me a lot more than you even know. So I wanted to thank you. It is powered by proximity and getting around the right people. And and Glenn, to you, man, like from when you popped in my room back in the day when I opened Practical and Tactical for William Tong's event, like how far our relationship has come and just my business, I can't thank you enough, brother. It's been pretty amazing. 
Hey, and uh, Just, Heather. Uh, yes. Sorry. Uh, yeah, go ahead. We'll Heather, let the lady go first, and then you can go after us if that's cool. No problem. My, my, uh, Sorry phone about may that. die, so I just wanted to let you guys know. Connect with me if you need anything. I appreciate you all. Thank you so, so much. Sorry. Go it's ahead. It's all good. We got you, Heather. And who is the gentleman that was speaking? This is Sean Smash Jet. Good morning. Uh, it was Mark that was uh, chiming in really quickly, though. And it was actually geared toward Heather. I can make it real quick. We actually, I'm part of an um, podcasting network, International Broadcast Media. We actually are now working with Renee to her to bring her show from the clubhouse to your house on to the network. But I would love to talk to you, Heather, about an antique show because we don't have that right now. And our Friday afternoon slots are open. So I'll DM you and have a conversation. Perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm shaking. Yeah, this we appreciate so awesome. that so much. We we do got to pop over to the next segment. So whoever that last person was, DM me. I will give you some extra special love. I'll maybe hop on a call with you or answer whatever question you have after. This community is amazing. I'm committed to blowing this segment up every single Friday at 5.30 a.m. I'm going to try and hook up my phone to the stream so we can actually get some collaboration. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.